Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Sorry about last week. Danielle died. (laughs) Danielle got a cold in the fucking middle of June somehow. Yeah. It was actually really brutal, but I seemed to get over it really quick only because like I like slept the whole time. That's that's the key with just the common cold. There's literally nothing that fixes it except rest. Yeah. It's literally your body's way of saying, hey, you've done too much. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> just stop it. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd sleep. Like I never took a sick day, but I'd like sleep on my lunch and then I'd sleep until like Stuart and River got home. And that was around like 530 and I'm off at four. So I slept for like an hour and a half. And I'd do crock dinner, pot dinners. Sleep. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so smart. So just like be ready. And then I just get up and then go to sleep with River. And then that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's all you can do, though. Yeah. But we're back. She's alive. She made it. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> fighting for our lives. We're always fighting. Um, we saw Paramore. We didn't get to talk about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. We saw Paramore. It was so fucking good. Absolutely. I knew she was good live, but, like, holy fuck, she's good live. She's so good live. The whole band is I really good enjoyed live. it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really liked, like, I knew that they did the misery business thing where they, like, they bring someone on stage. I knew that they do it, like, did that for probably their whole career at this point but it gave me the warm and fuzzies for some reason i was sitting there watching it like oh really that's so sweet yeah Yeah. they just like seem to really like like their fans you know what i mean yeah totally it was really nice it was it was a really good show it was a really fun show i had fun our back our back hurt so bad we did like it was I think it was my first time doing, like, a strictly 30-plus show in which, like, we didn't go to see the openers at all. Yeah. Like, for my chem, my chem, we still made it for the openers. Yeah. We had some bevies. It was, you know, we were jumping around and everything. But we we rolled in, like, at 8.45. Yeah. The dinner was great. Sat in our seats. The dinner was lovely. Yeah. We made Stuart yeah, drive we went home. F- like, we drive there and drive <laughs> home. <laughs> it was nice, though. I kind of enjoy concerts from that angle now like it's mm-hmm. i i don't want to get pushed i just don't we saw someone some touches me now i just get arrested yeah if anybody has any tea on what happened in the pit there yeah like it was like five minutes into the show and someone got arrested yeah wild. so embarrassing getting arrested at a paramore show right could not be but, me no it was so good though so good it was really good um and i think that's it for excitement um, I was stuck in traffic for fucking three hours yesterday. That's all I have to whine about. <laughs> I was stuck in traffic for like four hours. It was unbelievably bad. Like unbelievably bad. It was insane. Guys, we had like this transport truck like pretty much blow up on the highway. And both eastbound and westbound lanes on the highway were closed. And it was the day that we had an appointment, an allergy appointment for River. And it was in Toronto. <laughs> so it took us an hour and 15 minutes to get to pickering which usually takes which is where the accident happened it usually takes us like half an hour maybe yeah i was gonna say like 35 like between 25 and 35 minutes and uh then it took us another like half an hour to actually get the appointment once we got around that whole craziness it was wild and then we had to do it It, coming back (laughs) my commute home is typically like on a bad day half an hour on a normal day like 20 minutes yeah. at the most and it took me fucking three hours three 
hours. I have never seen anything quite like that. It's, and the worst part is, is like I Google Maps it before I left. Google Maps it. I checked. It. Yeah. <laughs> Google Maps it. I map quested it. You don't use Waze. <laughs> What's that? You don't use. You don't know Waze is. No. Oh my god! It's like a. It's like Google Maps, but better. It tells you where cops are. Oh shit! Eh. Yeah. Is it an app or yeah. a website? It's an app. Oh well, I'll have to look into it because Google Maps fucked me up. Yeah. Google Maps said it was fifty minutes home and i was like okay like that's not great but it's tolerable like it's not the end of the world when i hit the like hour and a half mark and i was still in the same spot i was like i'm gonna sue google i'm gonna sue them i'm gonna take them for everything they're worth (laughs) (laughs) apparently the cleanup of it is gonna be crazy because now the bridge structure so basically it blew up under a bridge yeah and um now the whole bridge is all fucked up too so they've reopened the entire westbound is reopened, and they've opened, like, half of the eastbound. I think it said two lanes are still closed on the eastbound. Mm-hmm. But the bridge itself to go north and south is still closed. Well, yeah, so you it's, can't... like, major structural damage. Yeah. Which so... is weird, because you're letting people drive under it. Right? <laughs> Don't drive on it, but drive under it. Like, uh... um, I will not be taking the highway in the foreseeable future. <laughs> I. Yeah, I don't think I have to go out there anytime soon. I have to go to the office tomorrow, so I'm I'm hoping it's fine. I'm still leaving at my regular time. If I'm late, I don't give a fuck because, like, I... Not my circus, not my monkeys. I, yep. Mm. Amen. No. So that's um that's what's happened with us in the last few weeks. <laughs> Paramore, it. awesome. It's... Traffic, not awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah it's very true. And that... Submarine imploded. That's fucking um... wild to me. That's, that's just blew my mind. I mean, I knew it, it was going to explode, like... The first thing I said, I was like, it can't get down. It's not, that's not possible. It's going to blow up. But yeah. I also, the weirdest part to me is how like, like how quickly it became like breaking news. Like there was like a countdown on CNN. Like it was New Year's Eve or something about like the oxygen that was left. The media like thrives off of chaos. Yeah. I was talking to one of our listeners earlier and she was like, um, you notice this came out right after all of the UFO sightings? And I was like, oh, it's oh a God. distraction. Water aliens. They stole them. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the water aliens. Yeah. They wanted yeah. their money. So they stole them. Yeah. It's been a wild few weeks. It's been that's it. a shit show. Yeah. Other than that, we have a party to plan. We got. We have a party to plan. plan. We have multiple parties to plan all we within do. like a few weeks span. We do. So we have like a little mini surprise We should have just done birthday. one big one. <laughs> we should have. Then we have Holly's engagement. We have River's birthday. And then nothing till Halloween, I think. I think it'll be quiet after that. I, I mean, we'll so. have like the obligatory, obligatory pool party, but that'll just be like us. Yeah. It's just like we decided to clusterfuck like in the middle of three literally weeks. like <laughs> almost back to back i almost did like my party the week after river's birthday and then i was like you know what i'm gonna throw up just thinking about that so <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's so much but yours is a long weekend so it's like perfect it is a long weekend i planned that for a reason <laughs> hell yeah i was really overwhelmed at first but like i'm feeling pretty good about it now i'm so proud for this. it i'm, I'm guys I i'm making jello it. shots they're my famous jello shots I'm so excited. No one makes a jello shot. Yeah, my mom already said she's not going to have any. That's so rude. (laughs) That is the rudest thing she could say. 
<laughs> okay, before we get into the episode, we have to explain the Jello shot story. So Danielle does not make Jello shots. We've probably told this before, but I don't give a shit. Um, Danielle, I don't even think you put any water in your Jello shots. I'm pretty sure <laughs> no. it's just vodka. So my mom's, I think it was her birthday. I used Danielle's recipe for <laughs> Jello shots. <laughs> I, my mom had. I think my mom only had like two. And, like, I'm not kidding. I almost had to call search and rescue to pull her out of the pool because she I, – I could not get her out of the pool. She was just drunk as shit, flopping everywhere. She kept asking me and my sisters if we could roll her a joint. My mother has not smoked weed since the 70s. And she's like, somebody roll me a joint. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> we put her to bed at, like – God, I don't even think it was like 2 p.m. We put her to bed and she was out the entire night until the next morning. And she woke up and she's like, how many jello shots did you let me have? And I'm like, two. Yeah. You had two. <laughs> Yo, there's like a warning on mine. We should put a warning. <laughs> Consume at your own risk. And if you're taking one of these, give me your car keys. <laughs> right. <laughs> even if you think about taking it, just give us your car just, keys. Yeah. We will call you a cab. <laughs> Honestly, I won't make them like that this time, I promise. We'll scale it back a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> it is a daytime fun. party. Totally. But I won't kill your mother, so. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. We love Shall alcohol. Shall we get into G? I love alcohol. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Do you remember the millionaires? Give me my alcohol. It's <laughs> <laughs> my like jam. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it's like not paranormal in the slightest. There's like a kind of like a spooky part to it, but I'm talking about murder today. I'm Ooh, stepping in your plot shoes. twist. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about the unsolved case of the Hinter Kaifak murders. Kaifak murders. Oh, this is you asked me if I covered it, and I was like, I honestly God couldn't tell you. Yeah, if we covered it, <laughs> sorry, but like, it's wild. Um, so this took place in Hinter Kaifak, Germany, where Victoria Gabriel uh, lived with her two kids, um, Kazelia, I th- believe that's how you pronounce it. She was seven, and Joseph was two. And then also her two parents, Andreas, and also um, her mother was named Kazilia uh, as well. Um, they also had a new maid named uh, Marie. And they lived on a farm just on the outskirts of town and were, like, pretty remote. Like, they did have neighbors, but, but, but it was, like, a pretty remote farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in April of 1922, neighbors started noticing weird stuff happening. Oh, by the way, I wrote this and then... The way I do my script is I write all my little notesy notes and then I go back in and actually like write a script. And my dumbass thought I finished it and it didn't until I noticed <laughs> today. So it's going to be... We're doing improv hour we're, here. We're doing improv. So it's going to be wild. So if it doesn't make sense, I'm sorry. Um, so again, they started noticing like weird stuff happening. Uh, so the little girl, the seven-year-old, uh, she missed school for several days and no one had seen her. The whole family... Um, was like not seen at church and direct neighbors noticed that the mall the mall fuck the mail started piling up (laughs) at the post office for the family um so on the 4th so april 4th 1922 lorenz uh that's (laughs) definitely wrong say that 10 times fast absolutely not (laughs) i can't even say it once um who was their neighbor and the one who noticed like the mail piling up uh, went to the home with um, fellow neighbors Jacob and Michael. 
And when the three men got to the farm, they noticed uh, like the home's front door was locked. So they headed to the barn and that's when uh, they walked in on a pretty like gruesome scene. They found the bodies of Victoria, her daughter, and both her parents. Uh, each person had multiple blows to the head by some type of um, object at, and then, you know, fighting out, it's an axe. Um, and the bodies were all stacked on top of each other and covered by like yeah. loose boards and hay. Yeah. Ew. The men could Yeah, that'll that'll hide it. Yeah, they did a great job. <laughs> uh the men couldn't find the two year old, so they managed to get into the home. Apparently there was like a sort of hallway looking thing that connected the farm to the main home. So they were okay. able to get into the house like through that little hallway. Um but that's where they found the maid, Maria, and the two year old boy, Joseph, bludgeoned to death in their beds. Um I'm not gonna go into too much detail of their deaths because it's pretty gruesome it's really gruesome mm-hmm. um but they were all killed by multiple blows to the head with a pickaxe so oh, like Jesus you Christ. can just imagine the injuries they yeah. faced yeah um i think the saddest thing was apparently like the little girl uh Kazelia. she actually initially survived her attack Oh. And yeah, so she was found with clumps of her own hair in her hands, which they think she tore out like while she was like in sh- a state of shock. Oh man! Yeah, apparently she survived several hours, but ultimately died to her to her injuries. Um, so the men like rang the cops. Um, however, they did that back then. I don't know. Um, how. <laughs> However, the closest police department was 45 miles away in, like, Munchen. Um, And this is where the story gets kind of annoying. So, obviously, it took the cops a while to get there mm-hmm. um, and to get to the crime scene. And in that time frame, the guys who found the bodies ended up telling, like, their families and the other neighbors. And all of those people showed up at the house and waltzed through the murder scene. And so whatever evidence was there was completely ruined. Why do you want to do that in the I first place? Don't, like, and why, why is that your first thought? Let me see. Yeah, like, let, no. let's look at it. I, you know what? I find this happens a lot. It, yeah. Like, there's I don't know. Cases. It's a morbid curiosity, I guess. Yeah. Like, I can kind of relate. Like, if you see an accident on the highway, like, you're going to turn your head and look kind of thing. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if someone was like, hey, there's, you know, small children and they have pickaxe wounds, my first thought would not be, ooh, let me go see. Yeah, absolutely not. No way. That's Um, fucked. So completely, like, compromised the investigation. Like, back then, you don't have a lot of evidence to go on, but whatever was there was completely destroyed. Yeah. So the deaths were ruled as blunt force trauma. The grandmother was also noted to be strangled. And then the daughter, so the youngest daughter, um, is said to have died from trauma and shock. Um, oh. And especially at seven years old, that's a terrible that's way to so go. sad. Yeah. Um, but this is where things start to get a little bit weird. So the farm animals and the farm dog were not touched and very much alive. Um, but the weird thing is these animals were like cared for, like they were fed for days after the murders took place. It is believed that the murderer or the murderers had stayed in the home for several days after they killed the whole family. Uh, basically just like living there taking care of the farm eating the food like living a normal life that's so fucked yeah neighbors had noted that the smoke there was smoke coming out from the chimney uh in the house after the murders happened but at the time they didn't know they had died so no one immediately thought anything was wrong um nothing in the home was stolen they even had like large sums of money in the home and it was all accounted for nothing was taken (sighs) i am so out of breath (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, now, there is some weird things that happened prior to the family being murdered as well. So apparently six months prior to the murders, the previous maid just like quit. Her reasoning was that the house was haunted and she kept hearing footsteps and voices coming from the attic at night. What is even weirder, the maid that was killed, that was like her fair first day on the job. Oh, no way. Yeah. Very oh, first shit. day. Yeah. And like, that's fucking brutal. I would be such a pissed off ghost if I went to work yeah. and got killed on my first day. Um, apparently in the weeks leading up to the attack, the grandfather had found, um, like scratch marks on the lock at the tool shed and that the house keys had just like disappeared. There was also footprints found in the snow that led up to the house, but there were never any tracks leading away from the house. So it's like they showed up, but then never left. Never left. And uh, apparently no one was outside at that time. So they don't know who caused the, the tracks. If you, I almost wonder if the, like the quote ghosts in the attic were like somebody just like living there waiting you know what i mean that's one of the theories yeah yeah um uh a few other weird things that happened after the murders um so i'm kind of like back and forth here um is when the police searched the attic they found the murder weapon so the pickaxe and then they also found food scraps uh, tiles were also removed from the ceiling so it was like whoever was up there could watch the family it is suggested Ew. that whoever was living up there was watching the family for quite some time like it was like very livable up there okay like, so it was definitely not ghosts yeah. i'm never one to to say it's not ghosts but <laughs> but this time it actually wasn't someone was i don't legit, think it's ghosts. like living <laughs> yeah. in their attic yeah um this is also kind of weird so all the victims heads were sent to a clairvoyant and the bodies were burned without their heads so apparently what? so the heads of the victims were actually ended up being lost during the second world war and still haven't to this day been found i must throw up yeah what (laughs) so they like the cops had sent these heads to a clairvoyant because they got to the point in their um their investigation that they didn't have like any leads they didn't know what to do so they like chopped these people's heads off sent it to a clairvoyant hoping to get some answers but nothing came out of it so like a plus plus police work in 1922 that is the wildest police work i've ever heard in my life yeah. like i've heard some fucked up things but yeah so these people were buried without their heads oh my god and their heads disappeared in world war ii like they're gone see the creepiest thing about that is like there's probably some like creepy collector somewhere that just has them you yeah. know what i mean he just like stumbled upon them somewhere and there they will sit and he probably doesn't even know that it's like them He's like, these cool heads. Well, he does, and that's why he's kept it. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be even more fucked up. Like, let's just pretend they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucked. Um, so this is, again, the case has been insol- unsolved for almost 100 years. Well, not almost, like literally 100 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of theories and suspects to what the fuck happened, but I'm just going to stick to, like, the main three. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it gets really fucked up. Like, you thought that stuff before was fucked up. This stuff's fucked up. So one theory was that um, Andreas, so the grandfather, actually committed the murders and then killed himself, so murder-suicide. Apparently, there was previous allegations against him for domestic violence. There is also a rumor that spread that he is actually the father of Joseph, who is oh. technically his grandson. Um, oh. Yeah. So for the incest, I'm not sure if it was, like, one-sided or they just were both, like, willing participants, 
but rumors spread that Joseph was actually the son of Andreas. Uh, apparently in 1915, there was even a trial for the incest and both him and uh, Victoria, so his daughter, was found guilty. He served a oh year. God. Yeah. He served a year in prison and Victoria served either like a year or a month. Like there were, some reports are a bit different, but either way, she served some time. Do you know, like, did, did they admit to it? Yeah. Because like there's, oh, they, oh, okay. I think they did. Okay. So I was going to say, there's no like real DNA testing back then. So how could they just prove that? Yeah. Ew. I'm pretty sure they okay. did. If they didn't, that's even more fucked up. But like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a lot. And this is allegedly why he murdered his whole family. However, the autopsy confirmed that none of the wounds were self-inflicted. So the murder-suicide um, theory is kind of just like out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory is that the killer was actually Lorenz Sklittenbar Bauer. How did I say it the first time? That first name. <laughs> who originally organized the mini search party and he's also the neighbor so apparently lorenz and victoria were actually an item at one point and he, it is said that he that joseph is actually his son um he even referred to joseph as like my boy um but there were ru- oh. yeah but there were rumors that lorenz suspected that the grandfather was actually like joseph's um uh, son and it wasn't actually his and this is why i'm trying really hard not to make a maury joke because it's right. insensitive but <laughs> but if maury was here yeah. <laughs> um so that's the theory is that he went on a killing spree murdered the whole family um because he was upset the fact that it wasn't actually his son wow yeah um uh, he was actually a suspect at one point for like this exact theory, like the cops had him like as a suspect. However, there was no evidence or way to tie him to the murder. So the cops eliminated him as a suspect. Um, like for one, it's weird though, that he found the bodies pretty quickly and knew how to get yeah. into the home. And he also like let the whole crime scene be completely destroyed. Like he had a hand in that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like three checks there and you're just like, what the fuck? And he also, um, uh, had this relationship with victoria so he like knew the layout he knew how to take care of animals and like yeah and they always say like the killer returns to the scene of the crime right yeah exactly and um another theory or suspect is actually carl wow carl gabriel um so carl is victoria's previous husband and father of their daughter kazilia i say that different every time (laughs) (laughs) however it was said carl died in the war but the theory suggests that he actually didn't die. Instead, he took on a new identity and returned home to murder the family. And people were like, why the fuck would he do this? And it was, again, the incest between Victoria and Andreas. Um, also, a theory... So we've confirmed that this is, like, an actual thing, then, at this point. Yeah. That that was a while. Yeah, yeah. Also, a theory that he was, like, pissed she had another kid, whether it be, like, Andreas or Lorenz, whoever's kid it was... However, there's no evidence that Carl was even alive, and it's said that he was killed by a bomb, so his body got, like, completely destroyed, so there's no, like, it's not like they brought his body home to be like, hey, he's dead. Yeah. Um, uh, but apparently there was witnesses to his death, which happened in 1914. So before the murders? Way before the murders. Way before the murders. Like, seven years before the murders. Eight years. No, her murders happened in 1922. Right. So, but people have this theory that it could have been him. Um, So we all know that the murderer or the murderers lived in the home for a few days after, took care of the animals. Um, 
I think that they knew the family since the murderers were so gruesome like that. Yeah. Like it was definitely like rage. Like a rage kill. A rage yeah. kill. Totally. Um, but to this day, it's still unsolved. Apparently in 2007, a police academy took on the unsolved case. I'm, I believe the academy was in Germany. I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure it was. And although they weren't able to conclusively solve the murder, they did set a solid theory to what happened. However, the theory was not released out of respect for families involved. So I don't think we'll ever know what actually happened. Oh, come on. <laughs> and their, apparently their theory was like, we are like 99.9% this is what happened. And they won't spill the beans? They won't spill the beans out of respect for the family, other family members that are still <laughs> alive. That one's wild because like who was in the attic the whole time? You know what I mean? Right? Like that's that's what's throwing me off is like if we think it was like the 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 grandfather father, uncle father, grandfather that um that, that killed them, like there's still someone in the attic. You yeah. know what I mean? Or if it was the the side piece, there's still someone in the attic. Like who was in the attic? Right? Do you think maybe there was like another kid? Like, maybe <gasps> Joseph wasn't the, like, incest child. So, uh, to, to expand on that, so products of incest, uh, depending on, like, how far down the line it is, there's, like, birth defects and mm-hmm. stuff that can happen. So, if it was, like, you know, a case of, like, we need to hide this child because it looks like a product of incest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it was. Could be. Oh, could be wild. But I also Ew. feel like the Lorenz guy. I think he had a hand in it. He's just too like suspicious. Is that the side piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is too. And it, like I said, the killer always returns to the scene of the crime, and he was the first one to be like, "Hey, let's go check the house." Yeah, and go and right it, like, to the barn. Like, yeah, immediately go to the barn. Yeah, why would you go there first instead of like knocking on the front door or, or like trying to you know get I mean? into the front door or into the house somehow? Yeah, and like people are like, "Oh, well, he couldn't have done it. He's married, happily married now." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "What the? F- that doesn't stop anybody. That doesn't mean shit. And it yeah. literally means nothing." <laughs> but holy crap, that's wild. Yeah, that was a lot. That is a lot, and it's a lot of fucked up shit. A lot of fucked up shit. Like, I thought mine was fucked up, but you out-fucked up me this week. For once? <laughs> For once. Mine's not gory or anything. Mine's just, like, fucked up. But yours, like, there was a lot of twists there. I'm going to have a lot to think about as I'm falling asleep. They have, like, actual photos online you can look at. Like, of the murder. Like, the scene. From the crime scene? Yeah. Ugh. It's like, I don't know why. Like, why would you want to see a two-year-old like that? You know? It's like... It's that weird morbid curiosity thing there's no explanation for it but just some people some people are just into that some people just need to like not you know some people need therapy (laughs) absolutely um wow on that note jesus um shall we get into mine (laughs) i i feel like a little bit shell-shocked um it was like kind of spooky there was clairvoyance in there and then they thought there was yeah no there was there was hints of spookiness in there Mm -hmm. i did i did sense that um i genuinely feel a little bit fucked up after that one so uh, i have another buzzfeed one today from that article about people who disappeared and were never found yes um so we're going to talk about the mysterious disappearance of emanuela orlandi 
So uh, Emanuela was 15 years old at the time of her disappearance. Her father, who I did not look up the pronunciation, Urkel Orlandi, worked at the Vatican as a clerk. He would, quote, organize papal audiences, which to me sounds like, I don't know, like letting people into the church for their prayers or whatever. Vatican? Is that where the Pope is? Yes, that's where the Pope is. Okay. Um... So the family, consisting of Mother Maria and four other children, lived within Vatican City because he was an employee. Okay. Um, Do you need, like, special on, privileges to live in the city? I think so. Like, I'm pretty sure you have to be involved with the church to live in the city. That's so but, culty. So, <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. I had no idea that it was just, like, like a city in Italy. Like, I, I didn't know what I thought it was. So as I was reading this, uh, so on June 22nd, 1983, Emanuela left her apartment and headed for Rome, Italy, where she was supposed to be taking a flute lesson. And I was like, holy shit, why did they let this girl go to Rome by herself? And then I looked it up and it was literally like a 15 minute drive. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's like, it's in Italy. Um, so it's so she like went for a, a 15 minute town. drive. <laughs> Yeah, but the way I don't know, I always thought it was like its own country. I don't even like know. Whole, I'm not like, it's smart. Like a I'm big just gonna Toronto, say that you would think. Yeah, Kinda. but it's not. It's I just mean. this little tiny little thing in the middle of Italy. So that like that's literally a cult. <laughs> like geography with the spooky hour. <laughs> that, yeah, I didn't know that either. So thank you for teaching me. Things. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Um, so she went to her flute lesson in Rome. On her way to the lesson, a man in a green BMW stopped her on the street and asked if she would be interested in selling Avon. The first, like, red flag funny. is a green vehicle. BMW? Yeah. Uh, my red flag was Avon, because that was, like, the original MLM. Well, like, the pulling um, up of in a green car is her first red flag, and then the yeah. Avon is the second flag when he opens his mouth and says that, and you're like, No. It also kind of made me chuckle because it was very much a sign of the times. Like, hey, do you want to sell Avon? Like, that's very 80s, 90s. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you. We were driving down the street and this SUV passed, like, sped past us. And they had the picture, like, the sticker on the back of their window for the Monat. Monat. Monet. Oh and I was like, that's God. embarrassing. I love that. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with those people. No shade to anybody who sells that, you know, get your hustle on, but I am obsessed with the culture behind it. <laughs> like, right. There's um uh I watched this girl on YouTube, her name is Cece Suarez. Highly recommend if you want to see like behind the scenes on like MLMs and stuff. She like sneaks into their calls and stuff it's literally so culty like some of these women will like scream at you being like don't feed your children you know buy this thing so you could sell this thing like it's fucking nuts um i should we should do a special episode on mlm we should totally do that actually <laughs> i'm down for that it's wild let's do it um yeah no 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 shade if you're into that but yeah i'm yeah but also do your research you know <laughs> yeah just do your research be careful what you're doing i guess we'll be nice about it protect yourself um so yeah green bmw selling avon Red uh so the incident left her feeling troubled and she called her sister to tell her about it um she continued during her class though uh she was reported as being like distracted during the class like she couldn't focus and she ended up leaving early classmates saw her get on the bus and she sat beside a red-headed woman who like seemed to like turn and talk to her um so that was the last time any of them ever saw her hmm. she was reported missing and the search began over the next few days, the Orlandi family uh, received several calls with tips on Emanuela's whereabouts. The first call came from a man named Pierre Luigi. 
I love all of the names in this. I was going to say, I love that. Um, Who claimed his girlfriend saw a young girl fitting uh, Emanuela's description. He told them she was playing her flute and also asking people if they wanted to buy makeup from her. So, like, Avon. Um, The witness told the family that she was introducing herself as Barbara to potential potential buyers. Um, Another call came in, this time from a man named Mario. So we got Mario and Pierluigi. I love it. Uh, He shared almost the exact same story. A girl named Barbara was selling makeup and playing her flute. But he said that he saw her uh, working alongside another woman this time. More call came. More calls came in, but most of them were people like being assholes and trying to be funny about a missing child. Um, so there were never really any major leads. On July third, nineteen eighty-three, almost two weeks after Emanuela vanished, Pope John Paul II made a public appeal for her safe return. Uh, he held a public prayer and told the masses he was quote close to the Orlandi family. Two days later, another call came in. This time, uh, the Orlandi family got one and, like, the Vatican got a call, too, the same day. The caller claimed that they were part of a group who kidnapped Emanuela as a bargaining chip for the release of a Turkish man who attempted to shoot the Pope in 1981. Uh, So the man... I'm going to fucking butcher this name. Mehmet Ali Akka. Uh, they said if he was released from prison, they would bring Emanuela home. And he's he's a real person. It really happened. The Pope was almost shot in 1981, apparently. Um, so to prove his case, the mysterious man who called, uh, the, who the police nicknamed L'Americano due to his American accent, sent in a copy of Emanuela's school ID card along with photocopies of the sheet music she was studying at the time. L'Americano eventually stopped cooperating and the police lost contact in October 1983. However, letters started coming in from uh, other people, all with similar stories. They had Emanuela and would bring her home if the Turkish man was released from prison. Um, So they don't know if it was just the same guy, like, sending different letters under different names or if there was genuinely a bunch of different groups. Um, So the police never caved on the demands, but Mehmet Ali Ak Agka was eventually released from prison in 2006 on a pardon for his life sentence. So, like, years after this case happened. Um, Investigators initially believed that Emanuela's disappearance was tied to sex trafficking. Their theory was that she had been kidnapped and eventually killed by her captors, but they never recovered a body to solidify this. Um, Other theories began to swirl as the case grew cold, and each of them were pretty horrific. Uh, A journalist named Pino Nick Nicotori uh, wrote a book claiming Emanuela was kidnapped and taken into a quote satanic sexual orgy organized by priests. He claimed that okay. these priests who lived and worked in the Vatican would then send in tips to the police to get them off of their trail. Um, That's so fucked another up. unnamed. It's so fucked up. And um, it doesn't seem that unrealistic as we yeah. keep talking about it. Um, also because it's the Vatican. Um, another unnamed journalist published a document allegedly taken from the Vatican, which showed that the church knew where Emanuela was and was paying for her expenses for years. The Vatican ended up putting out their own statement saying the document was, quote, false and ridiculous. Um, this theory kind of ties into uh, the last one. So the theory is that the Vatican was keeping her alive for whatever culty thing they had going on behind the scenes. Um in 2008, another theory came about when the former mistress of a famed gangster named Enrico de Pedis, 
came forward to the authorities. So she claimed that Enrico organized Emanuela's kidnapping on orders from an American archbishop, Paul C. Marquinkus, uh, who was the former president of the Vatican Bank. There's a lot going on right now. We got a gangster and a member of the Vatican. Uh, Looking back at old evidence, a witness had spotted the green BMW that pulled over. uh, Sorry, I I lost my own train of thought there. (laughs) So they looked back at old evidence and a witness had spotted the green BMW that pulled over to Emanuela the day she went missing. That witness helped create a police sketch. And this sketch looked creepishly similar to Enrico, the gangster. Um, so the public believed that Emanuela's father, Urkel, had evidence of wa- wrongdoings committed by the American archbishop and that her kidnapping was arranged to keep him quiet. Are we following? Yeah, Are we following? <laughs> so Enrico de Pettis uh, was fatally shot in 1990 and some sketchy shit went on but after his death. So I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. But we are like the polar opposite of religious in this house. So I don't I don't know what half of this shit means. So just bear with me while I try to get this out. Um, so there was a man named Monsignor Piero Vergari. Who was a rector of the San, Santa Polinaire Church. So he was a, a clergy member of this church. He was actually the only person investigated for Emanuela's disappearance because this church is the one where she had her flute lessons in and went missing from. So Piero knew Enrico, the gangster, which is totally normal for clergymen to befriend gangsters, um, and had petitioned to have his body buried at the church. So this was something that was usually only done for like senior church members, not random Italian gangsters. Somehow he made it happen, though. So there were rumors that his uh, body uh, was buried there in an attempt to hide Emanuela's remains. People believe that she was in the casket with Enrico. That's fucked. So in 2012, they exhumed his grave and uh, they found the gangster incredibly well preserved. They were still able to confirm his identity using fingerprints. Oh, wow. Um, so he, he was in like a like a giant crypt of some sort. And in that crypt, they found over 200 boxes of unidentified bones in the same crypt. The uh, some of these bones dated back decades, even centuries. So it took quite some time for investigators to sort through them all. Um, unfortunately for her family, none of the remains were ID'd as Emanuela and their search dragged on. Um, in 2018, another dis- gruesome discovery was made, this time at the Vatican's embassy located in Rome. So workers were doing repairs on the floors when they discovered several pieces of human bones, including a pelvis and a large part of the skull. Um, the press immediately threw Emanuela's name back into the headlines upon hearing about the discovery, and the forensic team got to work hoping to identify the remains. Uh, once again, the Orlandi family was left without answers. The bones were identified as a male who was killed approximately 50 years before the discovery. So the case grew colder and colder until January 2023, so this year, when the Vatican's promoter of justice, Alessandro Didi, or Didi, I don't know, um, announced that the case would be reopened. Emanuela's older brother, Pietro, uh, he never gave up on the case. Like He was constantly trying to get them to reopen it. Um, so they, they finally obliged. 
But the uh, Orlandi family lawyer spoke to the press saying, quote, we only found out about the investigation through the media. We wrote to the Pope a year ago with the intention of speaking to the promoter of justice. We are, of course, happy that they are doing an investigation, but we really hope this will truly provide concrete answers. So this poor man has been fighting for 40 years to get his sister's case reopened. They wouldn't talk to him, but they went to the press and were like, hey, we're reopening this. We're fucking assholes. Um, So on top of reopening Emanuela's case, investigators are finally looking uh, for a tie between her disappearance and another 15-year-old girl who went missing just one week before her. Mirella, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, Gregori disappeared from Rome after telling her mother she was going on a date. The Orlandi family believed the cases could be related, but the police never looked into this lead. Two 15-year-old girls missing from the same area one week apart, but they did not think there was a connection again back to that a plus plus police work yeah so uh the announcement was made to the press just a few months after netflix released a documentary called vatican girl um obviously the vatican was getting bad press so they had to make it look like they were actually doing something to help now exactly they just are bad press they just are um, so in this documentary, uh, they explored some some further theories. Uh, one of Emanuela's friends claimed that Emanuela was being molested by someone, quote, close to the Pope. And another theory, similar to the one I had mentioned earlier, said she was taken to London by request of the Vatican to cover up the abuse. So she was allegedly living in a youth hostel, hostel that was owned by the Catholic Church and her expenses were being paid by the Vatican. This theory states that Emanuela died in London, causes unknown, and her body was transferred back to Rome to be buried in the Vatican in secret. So there are no updates as of yet, but I, for one, am interested to see what other secrets are buried in the various churches owned and operated by the Vatican. Probably a lot. They have lots Probably of Probably a lot. Yeah. The fact that there's 200 unidentified bones in one crypt says all you need to know and i also like how like that's as far as that went they're like yeah we found a bunch of bones but like we're not gonna further investigate the rest of this oh yeah they're like well it's not this girl so we'll just yeah it's fine we'll just put them back now yeah it's Um, totally fine that they're in here it's okay like no guys like come on but this case is wild um i highly recommend i didn't watch the netflix documentary but i watched various like youtube videos and stuff about it and they go into way more detail than i could in an hour-long episode um but it's just so fucked and like the worst part especially like for people like us who have a cynical view on the catholic church is like any of these theories are possible in my eyes totally absolutely yeah it can literally go i wouldn't be surprised by any of them i i don't know if it was necessarily like a sex trafficking thing but the fact that multiple different theories stated that the vatican was paying to keep her somewhere they're definitely involved yeah, Hondo P involved. Yeah. Do we know why so, yeah. involved? Not yet, but we will find out. I mean, we, we will. But like We will. I imagine it's a cover up of some sort. Totally. But yeah. I uh I'm interested to see it. There's there's no updates since they announced they're reopening it, but I will be keeping my eyes peeled on it. Also, off topic, but I think this is the first week in like a while that I haven't had an update on the Alex Murdoch case. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's been real quiet. <laughs> I mean, that's sometimes a good thing. Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's where he needs to be. He's in jail. He's rotten. So yeah, but that was fucking wild. That the fucking yeah, this was a good man. episode. This was a Parts twisty of me turny hope episode she, today. Like, is like found alive somehow. 
so it, it's a double-edged sword where it would be great if she was found alive but then that to me would kind of lean into the sex trafficking theory That's like they true. kept her alive for like the, the sex trade yeah um but i mean like she'd be alive and her she'd be reunited with her family and all of that but I don't know. I have a feeling she's no longer alive. Yeah. And I, I do think it's tied with the other 15-year-old girl. I'm not sure what the tie is, but it's just, it's too, too fishy. This is why you don't sell Avon. <laughs> or Monat. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn MLMs. <laughs> That's fucking Genuinely sorry if you're into MLMs, but yeah, no, I... Honestly, I'm not it. that sorry. I'm really not. <laughs> I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> you know what? You're right. And You're right. We are, in my opinion. They're scamming fucking... other people, so that is my opinion. Yeah. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. On that note, come, come hang be out. friends with us. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to be my friend, but it's fine. Don't try to sell a shampoo, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Instagram is a spooky hour podcast. The Twitter is at spooky hour. And the email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. And also, I have a cousin that does, like, the Monat Havon bullshit. Do you? Yeah. It's really funny to watch her post. I noticed a lot of people during the pandemic started to do it, and I kind of noticed, like, I'm seeing less and less of it on my feed now, which is both a blessing and a curse, because it's not on my feed, but, like, I can't watch it anymore. That's true. <laughs> I think people just needed money while they were home. And you... Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Did they choose the right path? Probably not, Probably but, not. you know, valid. Yo, just sell, sell feed pics, guys. Just do it. Honestly, that's the way to go. I so I follow a whole bunch of like um Feedbacks. like 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 no <laughs> like tarot readers and horoscopes uh people on uh Twitter and one of my horoscopes the other day said I should get into like sex work and I was like, Oh, I should sell feedback. Is this like, my sign? <laughs> is this the sign, sign I needed? <laughs> like the golden gates opening it's like ah oh, I showed it to Carl. I'm like, see you pay for your wedding could pay for a lot of things if it goes well right i don't like my feet though i mean I who like does feet. feet are disgusting that you know what you're not wrong the people who like feet are the only people who really like feet everybody else thinks they're weird but if you like feet you like super like there's feet. no like like there's no middle ground either you hate feet or you like feet yeah you know yeah this has taken a wild turn. this has what I, we're both really let us tired. know if you'll buy our feet pics we'll sell them to you yeah <laughs> They're really Stay expensive. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>